0: Hello! Welcome to My Secret Obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and I have some exciting news. In addition to this podcast, I am beginning another podcast that will feature steamy and ultra-steamy romance novels. Soon, these will be available on the new platform, Ream Stories. Ream Stories is busy finalizing the ability to upload audiobooks to their site. In the meantime, you can get a taste of the super-steamy romance novels on My Secret Obsession. Please stop by my page to see what's available at tinyurlcom reamcherish. The ebook is now available on Amazon. So, get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book. Chapter 19: Perfected Perfection. Lily As I walk into my parents' house, I smell trouble. The kind of trouble that makes my skin crawl. The scent of bacon wafts through the entryway, and I know it's crispy just the way I like it. The sweet scent of baked cinnamon French toast makes my mouth water, and I know the egg and sausage casserole is also on the menu. Mom's ultimate brunch is only served on special occasions. Christmas, New Year's, and birthdays when asked. Something is definitely up. I cut through the dining room on my way to the kitchen. The table is set with the formal china and Waterford glasses. There are four place settings, complete with cloth napkins bedecked in silver napkin rings. I have a feeling that the extra place setting is for a man. I stroll into the kitchen and see that Mom, as usual, has everything under control. The rinds of oranges that have been cut in half and juiced are sitting by the juicer. A large bowl of sliced fruit is on the island, along with a crystal creamer from a tea set that is filled with maple syrup. Fresh orange juice? Mom's eyes light up. Oh, yes. The juice is in the fridge. Would you put those rinds down the disposal? I like the way they make the room smell. Sure. I toss them down one at a time. Who's the fourth person? I say loudly over the disposal. Hmm? Mom says as she turns off the timer and pulls out the cinnamon French toast and the sausage and egg casserole. Who else is coming? I turn off the disposal. She ignores my question and replies, Can you grab the other one? as she carries the sausage and egg casserole into the dining room. My eyes narrow. She just confirmed that this is a date. The Doorbell rings and echoes throughout the house. The melody digs a pit in my stomach. I grab my cell phone and text. Lily, I think my parents have set me up. This brunch is a date. Zach, I'll pray for you. Don't get married today. I can see the spark on his face as he types that. I shove my cell phone into my pocket and carry the other baking dish into the dining room. As I enter, my mouth drops open. Dad is shaking hands with a man who looks closer to his age than mine. He's tall and thin. His receding hairline has encouraged him to do the famous comb-over. I can't tell if he's more gray or fair-haired. His face lights when he sees me. I set down the food and turn to go back into the kitchen. Don't scamper off, Lily, my dad says with humor. I'd like to introduce you to a pastor friend of mine. I tilt my head submissively. Oh, how nice, I reply with a smile. The brainwashing is so thorough that I fall right into old habits. I take the few steps and offer to shake his hand. He looks at my hand for a second, as if he's not sure what to do, and then he takes it. It's very nice to meet you, Lily. I'm Carl Sherman. Dad adds, Carl is the pastor at New Hope Baptist. Oh. I shake my head in recognition. That's the church that has the beautiful stained glass window that faces the main street, right? That's the one. Carl replies proudly, My apologies for being late. Let's just say that I had some technical difficulties. Dad nods, as if he understands completely. Of course. "'Sundays can get hectic for us pastors.' Dad looks over at my mom as she's setting the last of the food items on the table. Mom stands at the table and says, "'Please, come, brunch is ready.' She smiles perfectly, just like everything about her. Perfect clothes, perfect house, perfect food. She is perfected perfection. It finally hits me how hard my mother works. I know she's amazing.' but always exceeding everyone's expectations is exhausting. I hope she's as happy as her perfected countenance leads everyone to believe. As we walk to the table, Carl goes to my chair and pulls it out. Lily, he says softly with a smile as he motions for me to sit. This is worse than I thought. He already has a look of expectation in his eyes. I sit and he helps me push my chair in. Thank you, is all I can say. My heart burns in my chest as anxiety about the purpose for this brunch sets in. He walks around the table and sits across from me. A few times his eyes fall to my chest. I want to hurl. I avert my eyes and stare at the breakfast choices before us. The bacon looks perfect. I pick up the plate, take a few pieces, and pass it along to Mom. We slowly pass all of the options around the table, and once everyone is served, we begin to eat. Everything tastes like heaven on my lips, but it sits heavy in my stomach. The chit-chat that flows around the room is mind-numbingly boring, but it doesn't take long for my father to knock it out of the park. Dad clears his throat and begins, Lily, we have come to realize that you are in need of our help. Your mother and I accept our part of the responsibility. My mouth drops open. Wow, that must have killed him to say. He continues, we have given you too much freedom, which has allowed you to be led astray. My stomach churns. I set my fork down and finish chewing the bite of cinnamon french toast that I'd just eaten. Mom glances at my father and begins, you are a grown woman and we are proud of you. You've lived on your own for a while and have experienced the freedom of adulthood. I'm 24, I remind them. I'm just beginning to explore adulthood. Dad interrupts, but we all know what the freedom has led to. He drums his fingertips on the table. Carl looks at me with a creepy smile. It's like he's trying to be neutral to my parents' words and not offend me, but I know that he's thinking about my legs wrapped around his waist instead of Zach's. And Dane, I wish I hadn't had that thought. I swallow the tiny bit of acid that burst up my throat. Dad continues. That picture made its rounds through Christian Twitter. It was humiliating to both your mother and me, but even more importantly, to you. You have seriously damaged your options. My eyes narrow as I consider his words. My options? Mom nervously plays with her fork. Yes, honey, for a husband. My dad begins. Carl and I have discussed your situation and I've come to a conclusion that will make everyone happy. My blood is racing through my veins. I don't know what Carl has to do with any of this. I don't even know him. Mom nods and gives me a tight-lipped smile. True, but you can get to know him. He is a man of integrity who loves the Lord. He will make a good husband. There it is, the dreaded word, husband. I'm not marrying Mr. Sherman. He clears his throat. You can call me Carl, he says, leaning forward and giving me an aw-shuck smile. I look at him and just blink a few times before continuing. I'm not marrying Carl. I do not love him. I don't even know him. Dad rolls his eyes. Girls your age have all kinds of notions about love. Marriages don't stay together because of love. They stay together because of commitment and faithfulness to God. That man who was, dad shifts uncomfortably in his chair and then continues, kissing you was not showing you the love and respect a Christian man should have for a woman. And you were not behaving like a good Christian woman. You know better than to tempt a man sexually. With all the testosterone in a man's body, once he gets started, it's nearly impossible for him to stop. I blink at him dumbfounded this is the misogynistic brainwashing that has filled my head for 24 years the notion that sexual purity rests solely on women men are helpless to their lusts and sex drive and women need to accept the responsibility of not tempting men do you want to know the truth i asked defiantly dad shifts in his chair squaring his shoulders to face me of course i do I instigated that kiss, and I'd do it again, because I liked it. I glance at Carl. His brows are raised. He's gripping his fork like his life depends on it. Oh, my goodness, Mom mutters. So, Carl, what are your children's names? My mouth drops open. My head swivels to face Mom. What did you ask him? Then I stare at Carl. His lips are pursed in a tight smile. Carl shifts in his seat and clears his throat. I have four children. Adam, Abigail, Abraham, and Anna. They are delightful blessings. My gaze snaps back and forth between my parents. And then I look at Carl. Are you divorced? He takes a sip of his water. Sadly, I'm a widower. My wife, Faith. Died a year ago in a terrible car accident. Our family has been dealing with the loss. The younger children don't understand yet where mommy went. The younger kids? How old are your children? I already know the answer. They will be super close in age and probably homeschooled, which I would be expected to do. Adam is eight. Little Anna is two. You have four kids between the ages of eight and two? Carl leans over his plate to be closer to me. Don't worry. I will give you children of your own. I know how important it is to women. Being a teacher, your patience and knowledge of children will help you bond with them quickly. You will be their new mommy. You're young. You can have several of your own. He smiles, as if what he has said is an enticement that I won't be able to resist. I shift in my seat and take a deep breath as I try to organize the jumbled thoughts in my head. Carl, I'm afraid you have been misled. I am not marrying you. His smile turns into a tight frown as he looks at my father for help. Dad glares at me. I worked hard arranging this. We have everything planned. You will marry Carl. He will join the staff of pastors at my church. You will remain as part of the church family. My mouth drops open. I see all kinds of benefits for Carl. He gets a new mom for his kids and a wife to cook and clean for him. He gets to work at a huge church that will give him a big bump in pay. He will also have a new wife to satisfy his sexual desires. Mom gasps. Lily, please. I continue. What do I get? What incredible perk is mine? Or did you not even bother to think about my needs? You get a godly husband. Dad's voice is low and tense. You get to serve God by fulfilling your God-ordained role as wife and mother. He shakes his head. And you can have all the sex you want. My stomach boils with anger and burns in my chest. I bite my bottom lip. If I'm to marry Carl, I have a few questions for him. Oh, goodness, Mom whispers. Watch it, Dad says. Carl, are you a good lover? Do you even know what a clit is and how to tease it to get a woman to orgasm? Dad slams his hand down on the table. His silverware jumps. Lily, you are out of line. He's barely holding back his temper. I disagree. If I'm spending the next 50 years of my life having sex with Carl, then it is imperative that I make sure that he's actually good in bed. You shameful girl. Dad Chapter 20 Payback. bitch. I am a woman. When I arrive I toss at work, my napkin down and there stand. Are a bunch of cars the, answer near the is school no. entrance that aren't usually And there. by the way, I my brain and that I didn't photo. forget an early morning meeting. I add, as I pull out my key card to unlock the school door, Sarah spots me. Her blonde hair falls over her shoulders as she leans against the door and opens it. What's going on? she asks. Her eyes are big with curiosity. What do you mean? Come with me. She tilts her head in the direction of my classroom. We power walk to my room. She shuts the door behind us. Your dad and a woman I don't recognize are looking at all the laptops. They've cleared my room already. A smile brightens my face. I shake my head from side to side with delight. I love Zach. What? I can't help but let out a little laugh. He must have figured out the router number or some other techie cybersecurity thing and anonymously gave it to my dad. I feel like jumping up and down with glee, but that would be wrong, because I can't rejoice at the downfall of my enemies. I laugh again. That's ridiculous. Who am I kidding? I jump up and down and chant, Lisa's going down for this. Lisa's going down for this. Are you sure it's Lisa? I nod. Last night, Mom texted me that Lisa's aunt is the one who took the picture. Lisa must have seen it and sent it to herself before sending it out into the world. A quick knock on the door silences us. The door opens, and filling the space of the doorway is my father. I spot a few of the deacons huddled in the hallway. That explains the extra cars in the parking lot. Dad just looks at us. His disapproving eyes are filled with rage and disgust. He may never forgive me for embarrassing him yesterday in front of Carl. He's not used to women asserting themselves. Right now, I don't care if he's embarrassed. He was willing to pawn me off to a man I didn't even know so I could fulfill my wifely duties to Carl's benefit without a single care for my happiness. After a few moments, he turns and closes the door behind him. Sarah's mouth drops open. What on earth? He didn't even say hi to you. You noticed that, did you? He is seriously angry with me. Ask me about my Sunday. What happened? She shrugs her shoulders. The gleam in her eye tells me that she's totally caught up in the drama unfolding around us. I roll my eyes. If you're curious to know where I had lunch yesterday, I could honestly say, Crazy Town, USA. Crazy Town, she says with a laugh. I want all the details. I'll break it down for you. My parents invited Carl, I shrug, a widower pastor from a different church, who happens to have four children under the age of eight, over for lunch. My dad and Carl were using lunch yesterday as a way of... I tilt my head and purse my lips, explaining to me that I would marry Carl. Sarah laughs with disbelief. <laughs> You're so funny. No, what was lunch really about? Me, marrying Carl, I repeat. I'm not kidding. I said that I wouldn't marry Carl and embarrassed my dad. Sarah's smile fades. You're serious? I nod. Yes. I guess if I'm married, I can't embarrass my father. The intercom chimes on, and the secretary calls the teachers to the morning prayer meeting. This should be good, I say to Sarah, and I head out the door. We sit together in our usual spot. There's an empty chair beside Sarah. That's usually where Lisa sits. I can't help but smile when Lisa walks in. Her eyes are red from crying. Her cheeks are flushed, and even her nose is red. She got busted. Either Divine Justice or comma has taken her down a few pegs. I smile at her as she walks past us, and to an empty seat at the back. What's that saying? Payback's a bitch. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope you enjoyed these chapters. New episodes drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash cherishlively. Goodbye.